Blog Talk Radio. Oh my gosh! 
good. I'm glad that, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling better and I'm good, okay? So, uh, man, there's so much to talk about. Uh, we got a lot of late night hot topics to talk about. Well, not a lot. I'm going to try to do a short show tonight because I didn't want to come on and really do a big, heavy show because of, you know, be, well, because I'm just getting better. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to sh- keep it short. I'm, I'm thinking I am, <laughs> but, you know, we'll see, okay? But, listen, I had a great time in New Orleans, okay? Let me just say, okay? Now, I, I got to eat food, but I didn't enjoy it towards the end as much because I was getting a little sick. <laughs> I don't know. But, um, yeah, but, I, you know, I'm, I'm crazy about New Orleans. Okay, so it's like I love every little like thing about it, like the old, the old spooky <laughs> look of it, the food, everything. So yeah, so it's like it's it's like my, my uh, like one of my favorite places. And you know, uh, I love when if you remember in the movie Boomerang when Haley Berry is talking to Holly Berry is talking to Eddie Murphy, and she's like. Uh, you know, New Orleans is a romantic place. Remember she's talking it? I was like, yes, Holly Berry, I can feel that. I always love the feel of New Orleans, especially at night. So I'm a, I'm a huge New Orleans fan, okay? But so I'm going to talk about Essence. We're gonna talk, I'm going to talk about some of the subjects, This, I mean, that I didn't get a chance to hit on with you guys, um, some topics. It's going to be short. I'm going to try to do a short show. Um and what else? I think I think that's I'm trying to think of what else did I need to tell you guys this week. Uh so far so good. So so far. Okay, so when I when I get back I'm gonna take a short break. But when I get back, we're gonna get right into the Essence Festival. I'm gonna just talk about uh, you know, what I thought of it. And we're gonna talk about what I talked about about globalism and stuff like that because I really feel like we need to get on to that, talk about that. Um, but so, so tonight's kind of show is kind of informal because I really don't have a show. I'm just going to be conversating with y'all. But we're going to start it off with uh, Tevin Campbell, Back to the World. It's Carlotta. I'm here. I'm back. Late night show, talking SSS review. Be back in a moment, y'all.
Kevin Campbell songs, Back to the World. It's the CC Show. If you're just now tuning in uh, and you're listening to me record the show tonight, I have been sick. So if I'm coughing, you guys forgive me. I'm sorry. It wasn't COVID. It's a virus. I had a little stomach virus with, with cold and, and stuff like that. I'm feeling much better now. <laughs> Ready for Vegas. Man, I've been like, okay. So I've been talking to my, like, oh, my, I, you know, when I start feeling better, I talk to my one of my best girlfriends on the phone who's calling with me to Vegas. You know, they take turns. <laughs> and so, like, you know, so I've been going back and forth. Like, I don't really know what to even, because I've been, I've been so, I was sick. I'm trying to decide what am I going to wear for Maxwell. <laughs> I try to look. I think you know I was I was in in New Orleans I was uh, like I was festival fest festive sexy <laughs> I feel like all my outfits were festival sexy <laughs> like one night I did like this gypsy thing then one the next night I did like this flower girl child thing oh my god and you know I got so many compliments it was cute I looked cute the second night I really looked cute third night I was like you know. Kind of more hip hop because it was, you know, it was it was uh, um, Janet. I mean, New Edition night and stuff like that. But so now I'm like, we're not. I'm like, what I got to be for Maxwell? So you know, because it's night, the night tour. <laughs> I crawl out of fleece, <laughs> but I think I have to go with something sexy. God, I'm gonna be sexy. I think I'm gonna be sexy. I'm always sexy in Vegas. This is a funny story about Vegas, okay? No, true story here. Not bragging on myself. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay, so I went to, when I went to see Maxwell last time in Vegas, I bought this yellow and blue dress. I have only wore it once, really. It's a yellow and blue dress. It was gorgeous. And I was so worried about this damn dress. And listen, I wore it that night to Maxwell, and I was trying to be cute, you know, in Vegas with heels on, honey. Trying to be cute. And, you know, I didn't realize. I said about I bought some flats with me, but I was trying because our hotel was directly across the street. But you know Vegas across the street, right? Vegas across the street is like a long way. So, but our hotel was directly across the street from Cosmo Palace and where he performed before. Now it wasn't that that was a big deal, right? But the night before, me and my girlfriend, one of my other best girlfriends, we went to see Nas and Wale. So we was trying to be cute. We were standing all night and dancing and stuff, knowing our asses was old, right? Then after the show, we sat in the lobby about an hour because our ass couldn't move. <laughs> so then, okay, the next night for Maxwell, so we trying to be cute. <laughs> and we walking in these hills. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, man, let me tell you, I was, it was torture. But I looked real cute. And as I was, I, even though I was suffering for beauty, I mean, I kept getting compliments on this dress. It's just the people were like, oh, those dresses, women were stopping. That dress is beautiful. Oh, my God, I love that dress. And as I was going into the, uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, I guess, the place where it was, where was it? I, I forget, it was the Cosmopolitan. As I was going into the arena, the security guard, one of the security guards was out there, and he just looks at me, puts his thumbs up and shakes his head. I was like, oh, my friend's gone. Oh, my friend said, that dress is so damn, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, damn, uh, um, 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 flamboyant to the security guards. <laughs> but I look really cute today. 
I had to give it to myself. I was like, damn, I felt like shit, but I looked really good. <laughs> what you would do for beauty. And I knew I shouldn't have worn heels that day because my ass was, you know, had just tried to party the night before, right? And then ended up going to Maxwell in some heels, knowing I shouldn't have been trying to be cute, but I was hurting. Nobody knew I was hurting. <laughs> I, was hurting like, I was hurting like hell. So this time, I figure, I'm going to do sexy. I am going to do some nice shoes, but I don't really know. I'm not going to do hurting shoes. I, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> and I'm pretty, you know, I think, I'm pretty sure I get, what's, I, I'm, so I'm in, because I'm in Vegas, like, just not for the Maxwell show. I know y'all think I am, but we're going to hang out, too, and stuff for, you know, a little bit. And so, you know, I was just like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm comfortable. Because I've learned my lesson. I was trying to be cute. I was cute. <laughs> But I was hurt like hell for it. <laughs> but it's cute, okay? So it was funny. But I was like, oh, okay, I'm cute. Because the security guard was like, yeah, 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 you did. You look good. <laughs> yes, I was like, and the boobs, I had the boobs. Like, I didn't realize how the boobs, the, the boobs was out. You know, I like to show off my boobs. My boobs were like, woo. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of my My boobs and my boobs. I like to show them off, okay? Anyway, y'all like Carlotta, you are crazy. I am. Okay, well, I like me. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my little last Maxwell show story. So night two, I'm trying to figure it out what I'm going to wear, and I feel behind because I've been, you know, I've been laid out sick. But I couldn't think about what I'm going to wear. <laughs> i got to figure out something. <laughs> crazy, okay? All right, so. New Orleans Essence Festival. Let's get to it, okay? Friday night. I got in town Thursday. Did I get in town? I got in New Orleans Thursday. Thursday evening, Thursday, maybe very early evening. Uh, had a, you know, went to, went to some food, went to, uh, where did I go? Some seafood place? Because, you know, I had to get food. Oh, my God, it's one I go to all the time. Bobby something. I forget. <coughs> Excuse me. But I went there. Really good food. Excellent. Loved it. Um, uh, let's see. And, you know, I did not go to Kevin Hart. People ask me, did I go to Kevin Hart? I did not, okay? And the reason, I just didn't want to, I, I wasn't interested. And plus, you know what? I wouldn't have got in time there for Kevin, okay? So if you're on the phone line tonight, I hear you, see you guys on the phone lines, listen, and I'm not taking any phone calls, okay, because I'm recording the show. So, but however you guys are free to listen, all right? But, um, yeah, I got into, um, I got into um, a town, and, you know, I got my beignets. And I got ready for Friday night, right? Because Friday night, I didn't know quite what to expect Friday night. Essence had a lot of, um, was it soca? Is this how you say it? Soca music or whatever? So, and I'm going to get to that in a minute. But Friday during the day, I went over, of course, to, you know, the convention center where you walk around and it's sort of like an expo or something like that. You hear, you see all kinds of, uh, you know, they have the beauty carnival. I got to do that. Uh, they have the, 
uh, food over there, uh, vendors selling really neat stuff. I got to buy some neat stuff from some vendors, a couple of neat things from some vendors that I really liked. There was this artist there, and he had this really cute, uh, great paintings, and he was he had these hats that he painted, and I, re- I love baseball caps. And so I, I was like, you know, I needed, I bought one of these baseball caps, some of them really, he painted really, it was a cute uh, baseball cap, so I bought it, and, and just some other things. But I had a great time. Okay, I always have. A, I always, but this year I'm gonna tell you something. I've been going to the Essence Fest so much that I probably wasn't as into uh, the uh, whole convention thing as I was before. And the last time I went to the Essence Fest, I didn't do a lot of the convention stuff either. I think I did a uh, uh, like a couple of hours, and then you know I spent most of my time doing New Orleans, right? But this time. Uh, you know, here was the interesting things I saw in the vendor spot, okay? Now, Essence, you do know, has a new CEO. People don't pay attention as much as I probably do to the changes because remember a few years ago we talked on this show about Essence and the turmoil it had been going through since Rich, Rich Dennis bought it. Um, and Essence had had a few shaky years, okay, and uh, they went and got, you know, he had to step down aside his, uh, his acting CEO and stuff. He's still the owner, I think, some, with a group. But he had to step aside, and he, they went and got the CEO from Target. Uh, I forget her name, but she was once, uh, what was her name? Let me look her name up, uh, CEO Essence. But she was once one of the uh, VPs or something at Target, CEO up her name, Caroline Wanga, okay, and um, at one time, uh, uh, Caroline was, I think, a part, uh, she was a part of Target. Now, here's the interesting thing I, I paid attention to, so I got to go into the Target uh, area, you know, and they had a, Target was doing it up, you know, because they, they got a lot of advertisers. Since Rich Dennis came in, you know, there's AT&T's there, Verizon's gone. It's been that way for a few years now. Why? Because Time Warner, you got to know how to connect the dots. Time Warner once owned, um, I mean, was owned by AT&T. So, uh, and they uh, they sold off parts of Time Warner, which included Essence Magazine to Rich, I, I believe, Dennis, right? But AT&T, you see, has a presence there now. And also, with uh, the uh, emergence of Caroline Wanga, who's a who's Kenyan, I want to point that out. And I want to point out that Rich Dennis is Liberian. Liberian. Uh, uh, um, you, uh, since Caroline's come over from Target, Walmart's presence is now gone. And now you have the pre- a very big presence of Target, which is my first year vaccine in Target, okay? So Target is there, right? So these are companies that have been, that to me were had some 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 connection there was a connection to her. Now, um what do I think of Essence under Caroline Wenga? Um I forgot. Listen, I was seeing a lot of her, and 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 I mean, no offense to her, but I I I'm so used to I'm usually at Essence because we we're so used to Susan Taylor being the face of Essence years ago, which she's been gone for quite a while now. 
But usually you used to see editors and stuff and the CEO here and there at the Essence Fest. But this year you can see that Caroline Wanga is a person who is pushing Essence. Uh, Essence Magazine is no longer the Essence Magazine, um, I would even say, 15 years ago. Okay? Uh, Essence has had uh, its, its struggle. I uh, actually have been getting um, getting the magazine back the last couple of months because I bought tickets. You know, when you buy tickets, they give you you know they give you free Essence Festival um, a, a subscription, <laughs> which is funny to me. Okay, but it's good. Okay, so I get to that way. I get to see what the magazine looks like. Um, I, first of all, let me just say this. I am glad I went to the Essence Fest this year. Remember, I told you I bought my tickets way my like my tickets way early in Essence Fest, and I was thinking about selling them off or something. But then we, we went ahead and decided to go. <coughs> Plus, they made it hard for you to do that because you couldn't sell it through Ticketmaster. It was, it's crazy. It was a whole nother story. But anyway, but I'm glad I went because I got to see a lot. Um, I've been getting the magazine. And I'm going to have some criticism, high criticism. The magazine is not what it used to be. The articles, they're okay. Um, The paper they're using, I mean, I get it, you know, because magazines have gone out of style. But they don't also have a great online presence to me. It's okay. Um, Oh, man. You know, I'm a Scorpio and I can be nostalgic, but I also am okay about change. Um, I will say that my personal opinion of Essence, the magazine, is is that the festival is getting as cold as the papers in this magazine. <laughs> now, what I mean by that, now, that doesn't mean it wasn't great concerts this year. Of course they were. They were great. But as I went to the convention center and everything, we are seeing an emergence of globalism. Nothing wrong with globalism. But I feel there is a slow ousting of the of what it means to be African-American several generations on the fall. Lost on the magazine. Foundational Black America, I can see the easing out of it. They can't ease it out completely because, you know, I mean, Black America is 20, 30 million deep. But you can see the emergence of globalism. Uh, Speaking of Friday night, Soka night. (laughs) I didn't mind that. I didn't have any problem. I mean, they, they they was hype. It was great. Uh, however, there is, you know, I saw people waving, you know, there, there, different people waving their flags and stuff like that, but there's an offense for black Americans to embrace their own culture. So, I listen, I'm really saying to black American people, I really hope that when we start going to the festival, we start understanding what does it mean that that nobody that's black American or a woman bought this magazine. I know it's expensive about it, the licensing, 
but what, why didn't, why couldn't anyone afford to continue the legacy? That doesn't mean we couldn't invite the diaspora in. But why couldn't anybody continue the legacy of African-American women and the beginnings, the birth of essence? I, I, I don't quite get it. I didn't uh, So now this magazine is owned by people of different cultures. Now, they're not even, not even part of the diaspora, uh, rich Rich uh, Dennis is Liberian. I we talk. I talked to you guys about the story of Liberia. You know, Liberia was started by former uh, uh, American slaves. However, far removed they're African, far removed from that. And so I'm. I guess what well, I'm having a little bit of a, a issue. African female CEO who spent a lot of time. I mean, I was watching. I, I when she was out speaking, I tried to go to places where she was speaking, and she spent a lot of time. I felt like mimicking Black America, but I'm like, how close? Because it sounds. Because I was like, you know, and and to me, that's always sneaky. I never. I don't like when people pretend. To, I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I love when people are open about who they are and everything like that. But there, there was like a lot of oh, black joy, and, and it just it, it was <laughs> it was sounding. I could tell that it was sounding like um, like let me get them hook bait line and sinker in, only to say only to give them something different. Let me ease into uh, uh, black America's. Um, Black American culture. Let me sneak in there. It, it wasn't. It didn't. There's something disingenuous about it. It isn't where you, there's an invitation. There's almost like it's a takeover. I just kept feeling that energy, like a takeover. So that's my idea during the day. Okay, you know, because there's this idea of like Black Americanism now should represent. Everybody, and they get to represent themselves. You get to be Nigerian, you get to be Kenyan, you get to be uh, uh, Caribbean, you get to be whatever. But black America, you can't be American. Because if you are, it's almost like to some it would be offensive. Because it 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 begins to we if we begin to define ourselves in the midst of this globalism, it's almost like globalism is trying to write off of the coattails of Black America. So it's almost like the idea of I'm like, where are the Black American people with magazines or with with uh, with other because we're gonna have to we're going to have to define ourselves. That's why I'm just feeling in the middle of this cultural shift that we, and this is no offense to people, those who listen to me. I know I have lots of people from all around the diaspora who listen to me. I have people who write me from the Caribbean, from all over, okay? So, but they, and I have Pan-Africanists who listen to this show. 
However, I am for right now black Americans defining themselves because in 10 to 15 years, I don't know what we're going to look like if we don't make a clear distinction about ourselves and who we are as a group. And that doesn't mean we hate on our brothers and sisters from other places. It just means that we have been a a group of people who have often been very um, inviting only to have people diss us, you know, or people to um, to uh, want to, uh, instead of embrace black American culture, they want to take it over or there's this energy of, um, uh, of, of, of wanting to be us but then getting offended, I mean, wanting to be similar to us, but but then getting offended when we define ourselves or we say, hey, we're different, you know, we have a culture. Well, it's it's become offensive to some people, and I don't understand why. So, um, yeah, so I saw a lot of that, and I really still, I really still don't have the words for it. But you know, I was very intrigued by it all. Let me just say that, and I don't think it's an accident that Rich Dennis owns Essence. I don't think it's an accident from the corporations who sold it. I see what I see it from the corporation who sold it to him to everything because I feel like there is a certain agenda afoot and globalism is that agenda and black America is somewhat a threat to that because black America has been um, America has been the face of everything so far worldwide including black Americans in certain aspects so now there's this thing to um Kind of, and this is not to be mean, but to kind of dilute dilute who we are. And what better way to start with one of the, uh, (coughs) excuse me, iconic uh, publications in, uh, publications and events in our uh, community, which would be the Essence Fest. No greater way to get that agenda through to black America, to dilute what black America is and make it something different and completely erase a people who have been on the on the soil for several generations. And publications, and I think that, and I, I really hope, I, my hope is that, you know, I hear Yvette and Antonio and, 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 and Tyreek and, um, you know, and Black Authority and them talk about this because it is a very strategic move to me and I see going on. Um, and through publications, and Essence is no bigger place where Black America is in an Essence Festival. But it was so funny because, I, you know, Friday night, great concert. They had a lot of folk music. Um, very hyped. Uh, <laughs> it was funny because, you know, Black America, so you got a lot of um, what you have in the diet with us black Americans. We're very cross, black Americans or foundational black Americans or uh, Adolf. We're very, um, we're very cross-generational. So Essence Fest is not for, for a number of years has been cross-generational. So it was funny. I looked around the arena, right, you know, and there were some Caribbean people there, you know, who was enjoying it, some, you know, probably some black American people too and stuff like that. However, it was so funny to look around because some people were looking strange, like, what, you know, and stuff like that. 
But I, you know, I think, but it was interesting. Not that we can't, we, we the people, you know, I used to go to uh, uh, Jamaican festivals and everything growing up. So I mean, that's not that's nothing that we 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 introduced to other types of music and everything. But it was just funny because I I saw them having a like a similar like a introducing a kind of what I would say is a globalism night. Okay, and Nicki Minaj, you know, she's Caribbean, so that's one of the reasons they had that on there. But also, you know, they had Wyclef John, who is Haitian, and um, uh, 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 and uh, he brought out uh, uh, a Lauren Hill, which I mean, I think the whole that was the spot of the that that night. I mean, everybody lost it when Lauren came out. Okay, um, it was great. Lauren was on point too. I mean, Lauren was fire. Okay, rap everything. It was cool. I think it's one of the closest things we'll ever get to a Fuji reunion. I'm good. <laughs> um, Nas performed that night. I really enjoyed Nas. Nas had a lot to say. Uh, Nas is very – here, let me just say this about Nas, okay, because Nas is even fine. But Nas is very culturally aware, like, you know, about what's – because I even – you know, you could even hear him speaking on it. He's very culturally aware of – of 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 black America. I mean, and it, and, and it was kind of dope, some of the things he said in concert and stuff like that. But, yeah, I, I, I feel like, uh, uh, yeah, he gave a great performance. And who else? Let me see that night. Who else was that night? I, I can, I'm sorry. I don't know any of the soca people. I really don't. I didn't know. I'm just not soccer. What is shit? I don't know what the shit is. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Soka people, I don't know. I didn't know how to people. Shante came out with one of them, Ashante. And let me just say this about Ashante. Body for days, okay? Body, 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 body. It's even in, in person, it's even more like, damn, like, damn. Like, I'm looking at her ass. <laughs> I mean, she looks really good, okay? So I enjoyed uh, that, okay? So that was Friday night, and that's my idea. I can't really – I hope you guys are understanding me about that globalism thing. I'm trying to get it in my head. I haven't got the words for it yet, what I saw, but I know what I'm seeing. But I kind of haven't got the words for it, okay? But it's important that I feel like we as a group of as black American people start to distinguish ourselves and start to, and start to – uh, uh, really, and not that we haven't before, because we've always had that distinguished within ourselves. I just didn't, don't think we had any words for it. Or, but now, I think as we move towards reparations, as we uh, move towards globalism, more than ever, it is important that African American people, whose families ha- have been here for generations on top of generations, whether you you know. Uh, you were original people to the land or your descendants of slaves, whatever your belief, that we make a definition of our culture more than ever before. And I'm not sounding like I know people love to say, like, oh, that sounds like the white supremacists. No, white supremacists have different reasons for it. It's not out of hate. Mine's is out of love for my people and love for uh, all people because I think as we distinguish ourselves and we feel good about who we are, has a group of people, then we it's easy to love other people. But one of our problems is sometimes we, we, we haven't had love for ourselves because we've had such a complicated history and complicated thing here on this soil. Now, I saw some people, um, they showed uh, these 
I don't know what's going on where they're showing a lot of Haitians, not all Haitians, because I know some hate real cool Haitians and they don't think like this. But, it, you know, but I saw some people on Twitter, and I've, it's been mostly <laughs> people from Haiti, and, and they were talking about African Americans. And they loved, one of the favorite things people love to say is, well, we come here and make it. Why can't this and that? And I'm like, no, 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 you're not saying that. Because it, 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 it's crazy to me that they say that when they got a whole fucking uh, 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 um, island right now that's in turmoil, you know. And so to this African Americans, I saw that this week on Twitter. So a group of people from Haiti, this and African Americans, and I'm like, do you know to say something like that to to be her to say horrible things, to think you can, you're because you just got your foot set really good on the soil, you know, to think that to to diss black American people and say, well, why can't this and why can't that? Well, why couldn't you, why your, why your, uh, why your mama and them flee Haiti? Why they run away? Why they didn't say, oh, our people didn't flee. Our people been here. Our people been here. We stayed. We had nowhere else to go. We stayed and we did what we had to do against one of the most powerful governments in the world, the most powerful government uh, in the world. But we stood ten toes down when they was bombing our cities. I mean, when they was bombing our our, our areas where we lived, when they was hanging us in the south, when we, when our relatives couldn't drive around at night in certain parts of the, uh, the south and sometimes in the north. And you come over here, you got the nerve, you were some young young mofos too, okay? You got the nerves to talk your shit, right? No, no, shit. Why your, ask your mama and then why they ran their ass. They could have stayed ten toes down over there in Haiti in the spirit of uh, L'Overture, Toussaint. But nah, they ran their asses up out of there. Our people didn't do that. Don't come over here dissing the people who stood ten toes down. How about some love and admiration? How dare, it's just, that is the most hideous stuff. Like It's like when Candace Owens was on talking shit. And there's some things I like about Candace, she says, but she has a vitriol for black Americans and has no compassion. And I'm like, what? I mean, it's just some of the, we hear some of the most ignorant stuff from people who come over and benefit over off of what our ancestors stood and some of them, a lot of them lost their life for. So I get offended by that shit. So, but anyway. But Friday night, that's that essence. So I'm talking about globalism and stuff like that. But you know, yeah, and because I, I don't like it, I don't like that shit. Ever. So I, that's why I don't, I don't like shit when people, when even when artists who are uh, different culture and they try to act like black people ain't nothing. I hate that. I hate when somebody glosses over black African Americans. Like, um, you know. Like, I just hate it. I say this with uh, some of my favorite artists do this, and I, I don't like that are different, you know, different descent, background, and stuff like that. Don't gloss over my people. My people ain't nothing to be glossed over. They ain't, no, they ain't nothing you just connect to. I, we, I, I'm just, we could, like, we ain't nothing. Like, we don't exist as a culture. But when you, but they want to raise, they wave their flags and stuff, but ignore 
our people. I hate that shit. It just it makes me pissed because I don't. I would never do that to a, 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 a African uh, nation, or I wouldn't do that to people from uh, the uh, with Caribbean backgrounds. Why the fuck would you try to ignore my people and they struggle and where they come from and what they have? Why would you ignore that we accept? We a separate culture. Why would you? That's crazy. Only way I think people do that shit is because they, they may be scared they lose some financial situations and stuff like that. So that pisses me off, but that's a whole other story. We have to talk about that another day. But I do want black Americans to start paying attention and defining ourselves as a culture and being proud about more so where we come from, okay? And Essence Fest made me see that more than ever before because it's important for our kids, our children, Black children that are born uh, in a Black America that are Black American that we have publications that tell our story that tell who we are, and that doesn't mean we can't invite people in the diaspora on those pages and stuff like that. But it just means that that we need to have make sure that we have uh, 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 magazines that are by us. That some strange story doesn't start to be told that isn't our story, but it mimics our story like little fucking avatars and shit. You know what I'm saying? So we have to make sure that we are telling our stories and we're owning our our voices and stuff like that. So, and um, I mean, you know, I think that's important. And it, it, to me, it also all of that I works in with the Democratic Party shit and everything like that. And you've seen a lot of that in essence. You've always seen a lot of that. Uh. We need to get out, I just think, away from uh, parties in general because uh, and be more independent and be open to all different types of parties because uh, it's hurting black America. I mean, what's her name? Kamala Harris came down here talking about abortion with Kiki Palmer. I mean, it was just they picked the easiest person for her to have a conversation with. Um, uh, Kamala was quite, uh, you know, uh, I can't say, I mean, I can't, you know, uh, and, and, and there was this theme of pushing abortion. Like, it, here's the thing, and, and, and listen, listen, I'm a person who believes in people have to make their own choices in life, right? However, even though I'm not all the way for, you know, uh, things, certain things, you know, but I'm a little, it's, I'm iffy when it comes to abortion. But here's the thing. They were telling black people, oh, this could be detrimental to black people has a, a, a financial answer. That's why I said that messaging. I said I knew that wasn't from coming from African Americans because I said half of the people in the arena who are African American wouldn't even be here. If our parents was concerned about financially be a setback, we wouldn't. Have, most of us would have got aborted and stuff like that. But for them to be pushing pushing that message of financial stuff, it was just. It, I found it kind of be to be kind of hideous from a people who came from a, a, a from from a, a group of people who came through bad times, hard economic times, and was able to survive. So you know. Crazy to me. I didn't like that that message being pushed. This is why abortion is important because we, if you you will be set back economically, not it's just going to make your community poorer. And I'm like, well, what's new? (laughs) 
the racial wealth gap is still going on out here. And it ain't really it ain't because our community had children. It's because of what happened to our community, what happened to black Americans, what happened through slavery and Jim Crow and discrimination and shit like that. That's what happened. That's the conversation we need to have. Not uh, how this is, you know, I mean, yes, abortion can set people back economically. I mean, I mean, people not have, people having a baby can set them back economically. But uh, our people, it's, our, it, a lot of us wouldn't be born in a, in, in a black community if our pe- if our, our families only thought that if that was the case. Okay, so uh, yeah, I didn't like the messaging going on at Essence Fest. Uh, secondly, uh, but let me go into Saturday night. Saturday night. Uh, Janet Jackson, uh, D Nice, um, D Nice brought out with him. He had Elder Barge, which was real. People went crazy. Stephanie Mills, people love Stephanie. Uh, Carl Thomas, uh, Drew Hill, people loved it. It was really cool, really great. Patty LaBelle came out, did her thing. Awesome. Patty looks. Let me tell you, Patty is. Fire at 78. Lord have mercy. That woman looks good, okay? I mean, she she was moving around that stage. She was having a ball, okay? So, yeah, Patty. And then Janet Jackson performed. Yeah, I know, of course, Janet was awesome. I can't say enough about Janet. Great, 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 great performance. One of her best performances I've ever seen. I really enjoyed her uh, on Saturday night. Um, don't. I hope I didn't miss him. Oh, Jasmine Sullivan was Saturday night. Oh, Chloe and Haley. Okay, so 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 let me tell the story. So Saturday, I'm kind of running just about maybe five minutes late, right? Not that late, right? I'm coming in in the arena. I'm walking, trying to walk to my seat, get to my seat when I hear ungodly hour. Y'all know how much I love that song. Oh my God, that's my favorite Chloe and Haley song. Is ungodly hour for. I love the lyrics to that song. Oh, my God, there. I love the lyrics. You know, I'm a lyrics person, right? And so I love this. It's a story about somebody loving you at the most inconvenient time. Like, you know, know, like a, a guy who can't get his shit together or a girl can't get their shit together, but they, you know, you know, and she's in the song, she's saying, you know, uh, you know how the person caught her, you know, with their eyes, and you know, and and you fly, but I could see you need you need to work on you, and blah blah blah. And then she said, and then she said, you know, and then she goes, and I don't got the time to teach you how to love all over again, and you know, having this great conversation. I love that song, and then the song is going, you know, she's talking about when you uh, when you decide you like yourself. Call up on me when you decide you need someone. Love me at the ungodly hour. Like, love me when it's, you're going to love me, I know, when it's inconvenient for me. Oh, I love a great written song. That's one of the reasons I love that damn song. And so they were singing that song as I was walking to my seat, and I missed it. (laughs) But I did get to see this thing, like, three to four of uh, their songs, they were really cute, really good. Body, adi, 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 adi for days on both of them. Okay, look so good. They're growing up. Uh, they are grown, not growing. <coughs> um, 
after that, uh, was it the D-Nice thing? I think so. Jasmine Sullivan performed. No, it was Summer Walker. I went out and walked around. Sorry. And there's no diss. I wasn't trying to diss Summer Walker. It's just that that just isn't, I just wasn't really, I mean, I'm sorry. I went to go get me some popcorn or something. <laughs> but uh, I did get to see some of her. Three, about a couple of songs. I was watching while I was getting my food. I was watching on the thing, and I kind of came came over to the side and watched her. Uh, the two songs I did see, I will just say this. I think she would have went over well. Essence had a lot of people in on the big stage that should have probably been in soul lounges. Summer Walker is one of those artists, okay? I think some artists are not ready for the big stage, and I feel like she would have just done so much better on the um, on the um, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I told you I was going to be talking, but I think we, she would have did so much better on the on a on a a smaller setting in a smaller setting. Okay, that's just what I'll say about that. Uh, also, um, I told you D-Nice came out and he had, uh, you know, he had Stephanie, he was great. Uh, her mic kept messing up, though. Uh, Elder Barge, great. He did all this love. Y'all know, listen here, I am a huge DeBarge fan, okay? And, you know, as I was a little girl, I used to buy all the boards. I mean, I love Switch, uh, the DeBarges, and listen, when... One of the songs that I ever, the first songs I ever performed and one of the first talent shows I ever won was a DeBarge song. It was a dream. I was a young, I was probably about maybe, what's that, like maybe 10 years old, <laughs> 10 or 11. I don't can't even remember. And I remember, I remember in my, like my grade school, I had, I went to this really nice grade, I mean, grade school where we used to have high school kids. We used to have these big, huge talent shows in Kansas City, and high school kids even used to come and audition for our, our talent shows because they were huge. It was like one of the biggest talent shows in the city at that time. There was this great guy who, to this day, one of my favorite people in the world named Greg James. And he used to mean, he, Greg, Greg he's, he's just one of, the, one of the most creative souls I've ever known in my life, right? And he's one of the first people that really believed in me as a singer, you know. So as I was, as I, when I was a, a little girl, I was just a scared little girl. <laughs> At my first talent show, I said 60 minutes, so I don't throw it all away. I remember coming in the room. I mean, I had to be about nine, you know, coming in. And, and I, I was like, I wasn't quite sure if I could. I knew I could sing, but I wasn't sure, you know. And so I remember performing. And I remember people looking like, oh, my God. And so my second time performing, no, it's like about my third time performance in, in, in the talent show was a, was a dream by the Barge family. So, and I remember I had two two guys who were older than me, teenage guys singing background for me in Dream. Okay, and you know I wanted to, I wanted talent show with that, but I really so I have an affinity for the Barge because of you know uh, of 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 all this great music that I used to love as a little girl. So I felt like D-Nice brought me back to my childhood. And one of the other songs that I sang when I was in the talent shows growing up was Stephanie Mills. She had this song I used to love called Still Loving You as a little girl, right? And I sang that. Man, oh, my God. So I, I used to – Stephanie Mills is like one of my most favorite, favorite, 
favorite favorite singers in life. It's like Donna Summer, Stephanie Mills. I mean, I mean, you know, but Stephanie, I felt was so great. I was so upset that her mic wasn't working. But I have seen Stephanie in the Soul Lounge. Them stick Stephanie in the Soul Lounge two to three years in a row. And when Stephanie kills the Soul Lounge every year, y'all need to make sure that Stephanie Mills gets a spot with her microphone working on the stage of, of Essence and, and get to do her own her own set. But Stephanie's bad, honey. You, you listen. Okay, so I just feel like, I, but I, I loved I loved the whole thing. Drew Hill was great. They were kind of off, but it was good to see him. Okay. Um, next. Who was next? Um, Jasmine Sullivan. Okay. Jasmine. I'm not a huge Jasmine fan. I like Jasmine, but I'm not, you know what I'm saying, I'm not out there. But I loved her performance. Great singer. I mean, sis can sing. There's no doubt. I mean, uh, I would say she reminds me of Kim Burrell. Um, enjoy her. I thought she was excellent. Okay, excellent, excellent, excellent. Okay, so um, she looked gorgeous. She uh, came out in this, like, hot pink orange or whatever. I mean, really, people loved her, okay? So she so she went over very well. But here's what I kept thinking to myself with, with Essence Festival. Why are y'all putting all these hardcore, they had a lot of hardcore R&B artists, and they did this a, a few years back when I went to Essence. They had a lot of hardcore R&B artists on the night of Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson is pop R&B. So to me, it should be a little bit more fluffy. D-Nice was right. But I just thought it was like putting Patty on and Jasmine Sullivan, you know, it was a little like, ooh, okay, this is kind of weird, okay. But it, it, it all ended up good, okay. So that was the second night of Essence Festival. Third night, Sunday night, which I say new edition night, right. Uh, here's the great thing I loved about Essence Fest. I got to go and see, I got to see Bobby Brown's family. Uh, every little step I take, they were promoting it heavily at the Essence Fest. Bobby was everywhere. I got to see Bobby talk, his family. Really beautiful. You know, it's almost like I feel like I've been watching Bobby like it's another life. No, 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 like a lifetime. Like Bobby's lived lifetimes in one life. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that way when I see Bobby because it's so wild, you know, to remember the years of Bobby with, with Whitney and all of that and then to see this guy up there who looks more stable than he's ever looked in his life with this with his whole new family. Wow. It's like a whole nother lifetime for Bobby. I mean, it's like not that he doesn't miss his you know what I'm saying, Whitney and, and Bobby Chris, but it's like wow. Look how far Bobby Brown has come. And, you know, here's the interesting thing to me about Bobby, because I, was, I found myself watching Bobby during, I think he was during the heart and soul conversation they had with him um, at the Essence Fest, and you could see moments with Bobby. Like, Bobby has grown so much, but you could see moments of, um, like, him looking. Like oh my god, because I, I and I th- you know sometimes I'm just I'm I'm just intuitive. I'm, this is my thoughts about Bobby Brown, okay? 
But just watching him, I, I, I watch people. So I was watching him, and it was during the break, and they was playing uh, My Prerogative, and, you know, he was dancing, and he sang a little bit. But there's these moments that he just looks over. You can see him looking at his family. And then you see him, I saw him look down. You can see it like a tinge of, not like a tinge of sad, like a sadness. Not in a bad way. Like, wow, like a happiness and sadness. Like, how did I get here, but what did I lose to get here? Like, you could see it in him. Oh, my goodness. I found Bobby to be the most genuine I've seen Bobby in a long time. I mean, you know. And his wife came out to talk. I went to one session where his wife was talking. He introduced her. It was really, it's just really, it's interesting to see Bobby come through what he came through. I remember years ago, I went to see Bobby Brown. I've told, I don't know if I've ever told this story on here. So I know I'm kind of, I always tell you, I share with y'all. I have a, sometimes I get a little psychic ability or here and there. And so, and I was younger, I used to have it a lot. And so I went, me and my girlfriends all got together for the New Edition when they had the New Edition reunion tour. This was back in the 90s, right? They had a New Edition. That's when they was all fighting on tour and stuff like that. <laughs> and so Bobby, I remember we went to D.C. We all got together in D.C. to go to this concert. And that night I remember Bobby was toe up from the flow up, okay, on stage performing and everything and shit. It was crazy. This was even, he was Bobby Bobby back in them days, right? And... I remember just sitting in the audience. This is this is a true story. I was sitting one one of my best girlfriends. I had like six or seven girlfriends when we had all traveled there to see uh, New Edition, and I was sitting next to one of my one of my best girlfriends right now. And I would have visions, and I remember deep being in that arena and having a vision. And when Bobby was out on stage and he was ex, and all I could see was a grave, right? This is a true story. And I remember I told to my friend, I said, somebody ain't going to make it. One of them ain't going to make it. And she said, what? You done had a vision? I was like, girl, yes. I said, pray for him. I couldn't have even imagined it would have been with me at that time. I'm going to tell you the truth. But I remember having that vision, seeing the girl. I said, somebody ain't going to make it because you could see, I mean, you could just see, I, you could see the energy. And I and I don't like having visions like that. And I think I, I prayed them. I said, Lord, don't give me that stuff. I don't like that. But, you know, I re- years later, I remember my girlfriend said to me when she passed away, when Whitney passed away, she said, you said, remember that night? And I said, I remember. And I said, I just wouldn't have never thought it was her. But the interesting thing is to see Bobby Brown like come through all of the stuff and to see this guy sitting up here, I mean, just, I mean, I, I'm kind of proud of Bobby. I'm not serious, y'all. I'm kind of proud of him. I was like, damn, he'd been through a lot. And he had just lost another kid recently. I mean, and, you know, hey, listen, you know, we know probably run shit at sometimes, you know, early on with the drugs and stuff like that, but. It's like, damn, you gotta, you gotta applaud him for still standing, man. Crazy, and uh, I, I, you got to see him a lot. It was really cool to hear the situation. I think Alicia is really good for him. I don't like spouses as managers. I always say that. Sorry, same thing I feel with Alicia, but I think she's good for him. I think she stabilizes him. So, you know, um, yeah, so I, I, you know, it was very interesting to see. And it's 
and it's cute. He has the cutest family, okay? So, um, yeah, that was great to see him in that moment. Also, so going to, and I got to see Kim Fields. She was there talking because I think the, um, listen, and, and I think the, what's that, what's the show? Oh, my God, I can't, it's going, it's going, I'm going blank. But the show Kim Fields, let me look, let me look at this up, that Kim Fields is on. Um, uh, I forget the name of the show, but, uh, what was Kim Fields on, new show? And it's a really good show. What I like about the new show uh, with Kim Fields and Michael Mike Epps and Wanda Sykes, uh, the Upshaws. It, she was there talking about the Upshaws because I think the Upshaws is on Netflix now. And the Upshaws is so funny. It is a throwback to like the days of Sanford and Son, uh, Jeffersons. That's why, and I love that old school and straight up thing. And it's a I'm gonna tell you something. It's a real picture of Adolf. Black American uh, or eight descendants of slaves or foundational Black America, traditional Black America, whatever we call it, whatever we call ourselves today, it's a real picture of us. <laughs> and so I, I, it's very familiar if you turn it on of who we are, you know, who we can be, I mean, who sometimes are and we are. And I feel like it's that throwback comedy too. So it was really cool to see her up there talking about it, and she looks really good. Uh, she was one of the people you get to see. Oh, there were so many people there that you you know you get to see uh, talk and, and at the different um, uh, around the convention center, the different things around the convention center. Uh, but she was one of the highlights that I did get to see. I really enjoyed seeing it. Uh, that night concert Sunday night. Uh, Sunday night Wu Tang, a uh, kind of a reunion, not really, but it was a uh, Ghostface, uh, 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 Method Man. I forget who else. It was somebody else out there. Method Man is fine. Can I just say that? Can, it's okay to say that? Jesus, that man is God Damn. He's fine. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> wow. Method Man is a honey. <laughs> okay, fine. He looks good. I, uh, so it was them. They performed. Uh, they performed with the Roots. Okay, so the Roots came out and they had guests. They were part of the Roots uh, thing, and the Roots had uh, them. Uh, the Roots had Ashanti. Um, oh my God, I can't think uh, who else the Roots had. Uh, Little Kim. Little Kim. Little Kim. First of all, it was great to see Little Kim. I love Little Kim, okay? Uh, I will say this. I don't know if she's getting butt injections, but she's far too small for them if she is. Uh, She doesn't need that. Kim, you're beautiful. You don't need it. (laughs) She does not need it. Just, you know, and Kim is a, you know, she still is great, iconic as she's always been. But I just feel that she looks, I don't know what's going on there with that. But, yeah, but other than that, yeah, I forget who else it was. Was it a couple more? I can't remember. But, yes. Okay, so that was uh, for uh, the Roots at that uh, performance. Oh, my God, I'm trying to think of who else uh, for Sunday night. Um, Let me look here. Because I don't want to, I don't want to forgive anybody. Um. 
trying to think here. Oh, Isley Brothers performed. Okay, Ronald Isley. Let me just say this, okay? The Isley Brothers were great. Even Ron with his old ass and his brother, they old asses was towing and tearing up. You know he was sitting down. He still sound real good, okay? And I will say this, okay? When R. Kelly's part come on, you know, when they do your contagion and stuff, shit, that whole arena, he said, y'all help me sing this shit. They was all singing, oh, it's about to be, they was singing all of Kel's part, okay? When they showed R. Kelly on the screen, people started screaming. It was like, I mean, he didn't even get 30 years and shit. You know, he's up in that jail for 30 years, which I'm talking about a little bit later on. He's up there for 30 years. But, listen, I mean, it, that people love, they enjoy People love the Isley Brothers. They, it, it was it was it was really cool watching uh, the oh Jada Kiss. Yes, that's what I forgot. On the roof set, Jada Kiss came out. You know I love Jada Kiss. Uh, I forget who else. Um, was it the Long Simpsons? It's the whole group, I think. Um, I can't remember. I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, Oh, City Girls performed. Okay, yes. And y'all know how I like City Girls. Okay, I came in right at the beginning of theirs too. Okay, where they was, they got just got through doing my son. Where the bag at? Where the bag? Where the bag? That's my son. <laughs> anyway, but okay, let me just say this about the City Girls. Again, I felt like they would have been better in the Soul Lounge. Here's the thing. A lot of these younger artists, and, and, and you guys have to work on your stage presence. I mean, you know, uh, they're great. They're beautiful girls, but they have to work on their stage presence, man. Oh, my God. Okay, that's all I'll say on that note, okay? Um, what's next? Um, my, 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 Icy Brothers, New Edition. Okay, I love the way they started out New Edition with the radio, you know, playing. And, you know, uh, it was so cool, so nostalgic. I've seen New Edition a thousand times, and I never, ever, 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 ever get tired of seeing New Edition, okay? I was screaming. They said, any, any for life is enough. Shoot, I might have been the only NFE for life for in my section. I was like, yeah. Me, me and others, any for life was in the, in the, in the room. We were screaming. We was representing, okay, because we about that life. It's, it, any for lifers is for real. We for real. No, 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 it's for real, okay? All right, it is for real. We are new addition, new addition to the end, baby. <laughs> all right, so it was so cool to see them come out. They look really good, Bobby, all of them, Ricky, Johnny, Mike, Ralph. I love they did the sign. Uh, 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 they did the signs. Oh my God, when they came up, I haven't seen them do that since I was young. They used to do that when they was when we were young and give they sign. My name is, you know. Uh, uh, Ralph and I'm a Taurus. <laughs> they used to do that shit when we was little. <laughs> right? And so I love seeing them do that. This time they may have did it because I didn't get to see the concert. I didn't get to see the ones that was going around the city because I was waiting for Vegas, the resident. 
But uh, they did that uh, at the concert, and shoot, you know, when Ronnie came up, he was like, my name is Ronnie, and I'm a scurry. I was like, gang, 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 going all off. Ronnie, let me just say this, okay? Ronnie DeVoe. Ronnie DeVoe has got, I have, listen, I have been going to New Edition concerts since I was 12. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Ronnie has not changed. The dancing has not changed. Ronnie is still the same fire-ass dancer that he was years ago, okay? Fire, okay, new edition. It, it was such a bomb time. Like, me, they did, you know, all the, you know, they went through the hits of each other. Bobby did, you know, his stuff. Johnny did his stuff. Ralph did his stuff. And then, you know, BBD. Man, let me tell you, I remember going to my first BBD concert. <laughs> I was like 16 or 17 going, ooh, this ain't new edition. <laughs> but he's like smacking up his <laughs> rubbing down. I was like, oh, this isn't this isn't new edition. This is BBD. <laughs> but, yeah, okay. Oh, my gosh. So, I, you know, I, I go back with new edition, okay? For real. Oh, my God. My grandparents can tell y'all some stories about New Edition. We was fools, okay? We was such fools about New Edition. I used to call Radioscope. Remember the show Radioscope? Lee Bailey, Radioscope. They used to say I was their friend. On the line is our friend from Kansas City, Keisha, and she's got a question about New Edition. <laughs> new Edition. Every week it was New Edition. I got so many New Edition T-shirts and stuff from Radioscope. Radioscope used to send me records and stuff. I wasn't even on the radio. They be sending me shit. <laughs> That's how crazy. And people, would, I would go to school like I was a celebrity. People were like, oh, my God, I heard you on Radioscope. <laughs> and I was on there only asking about New Edition. My ass was terrible. Okay, so it was, that's how crazy. We was nutty about New Edition. How, we met New Edition. We went to try to meet New Edition. I have got some stories, okay, of us trying to meet New Edition, and then we, we finally met New Edition. Crazy story, okay? But listen, we, I mean, we did we did some crazy shit to meet New Edition. <laughs> when I look back at it, I'm like, we were crazy as hell. What was wrong with us? And I remember going to my first, like, I was in San Francisco when I went to go visit my uncle for the summer in San Francisco when I was, like, maybe 12, going to my seventh grade year or something like that. And New Edition, I had missed New Edition in Kansas City, okay? And so my uncle felt something. He's like, oh, and he tried to take me to, you know, he took me to see Jefferson Starship, which I loved that, you know, back in the day. And I remember I was talking to him about this. <laughs> When we were in, when I was in San Francisco, I said, you remember when you took me in? He was like, what? <laughs> he said, damn, I did that? I was like, yeah, because he felt bad because uh, New Edition. I missed New Edition. And so my grandma was like, you know, I wasn't supposed to come home to like, the end of August when it was close to that. At that time, school started in September. And she, she was like, send that girl home a couple of weeks early. New Edition's coming back, and they're going to be out here at this uh, uh, this thing so I can take her to this New Edition concert. Man, I was so happy. Me and my best girlfriend went to the New Edition concert. I remember I had my little bow, my Madonna bow in my hair, and my little pimp stripe, because, you know, that that time pimp stripe jeans was the other thing, and I had this little double-breasted shirt, and I had my little uh, uh, Madonna glove. <laughs> <laughs> I look like damn fool. <laughs> right? And so I remember my grandma taking us, and we right up front. My grandma says, you know, 
really like these little ugly little boys. <laughs> we thought they was the finest. You couldn't tell us nothing. <laughs> I was like, no, I know you're not saying they ugly. I was about to fight my grandma saying they was ugly. <laughs> But, you know, that's how I go far back I go to any concerts. So, for me, I it's just, you know, it's always love with New Edition, every last one of them. I am always crazy to and love to see New Edition perform. It's always about they did such a great job. It was fun. I can't wait to the residency in Vegas because, God bless, I'm going to be there up front hollering, Hearts. <laughs> Me and my girlfriend, we already been playing. We was like, when is it coming? When is it coming? <laughs> we, we, love, we love New Edition. And I will say this, okay? New Edition, they did perform one of my favorite other New Edition songs. Okay, I have top, my top New Edition songs. Number five, probably Lost in Love. Oh, is it? Uh, no, Baby Love. It might be Baby Love. Five, Baby Love. Four, Lost in Love. Three, um, what would it be three? Oh, My Secret. And two, <laughs> Lost of Once in a Lifetime Groove. And number one is Mary Ann, okay? They never sing that shit. If, if New Edition ever say Mary Ann, I might act a fool, okay? I might act go crazy. But they did sing My Secret. My Secret. When I, I, I love that, I, man, when they performed My Secret, I was up, hey, I was up dancing, singing My Secret. <laughs> so people that said she was like, oh, Lord, she a real, she a real New Edition fan. I mean, you know, I, I, I was so ha- happy that they sang My Secret. I just wish somebody would tell them to sneak Mary Ann in or Once in a Lifetime Group. If y'all sneak in Once in a Lifetime Group and Mary Ann, Lord, please. I think so many New Edition fans would love to hear those two songs. And I met another New Edition fan who had liked Mary Ann, too. But Mary Ann is my favorite song all time of New Edition. I like Whispers in Bed and all that stuff, too. But Mary Ann, oh, my God. If they ever sing Mary Ann, I probably just, I might start crying. I might be like, ah! <laughs> But it was great. It was fun to watch New Edition perform. Enjoyed it. Uh, that was that with the Essence Festival. Went home, got sick, and you know the rest, okay? <laughs> All right, so when I come back, I'm going to hit up some of these topics that's been in the news, and then I'm going to let y'all go for the night. But um, what is it? In a couple of weeks, I'm going to see Boo. <laughs> He's like, who's Boo? Slaughter, who's Boo? Okay, don't y'all know. Maxwell, that's a fool. My friend was just like looking at me. She's like, she's like, okay, how many concerts have we been to see Maxwell? She was like, I, I don't feel at need to talk about that. <laughs> okay, you're, you're going to see him again. Is he going to do anything different? Is there a new album out? I was like, no. So why are you going to see him? I don't know. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I'm okay that there is no night. No, I'm not. I'm really not, okay? But I'm hoping. I'm hoping my Maxwell drops night with, like, in a week or so. Like, it's a week. Because, listen, I mean, you're going to drop it on Beyonce's week? I don't think you're that brave. So I, 
I say he's probably going to drop it a week before or a week after. But damn it, can I hear a new song from Night? Are we going to get a night? Are we going to get? Are we going to get night? People are thinking I'm crazy as fuck going to see Maxwell again, and there's no night. People are like, he ain't even got no new music. He ain't got no new song. Where is night, Maxwell? Damn it. Are you going to drop it on the full moon? Where is night? Where, where, where? <laughs> but anyway, yes, I'm going to see Maxwell, and I'm excited about it. I am. I'm excited. No, I just wanted the excuse to go to Vegas, too, okay? I just wanted the excuse to go to Vegas. Vegas, I'm going to have a great time in Vegas while I'm here. Okay, it's not just Maxwell. Nope, nope, it's not just Maxwell. <laughs> so I'm going for the Vegas thing, okay? I cannot wait. I'm excited, okay? So y'all pray for me and pray that, you know, I continue to get better and, you know, I find the right outfit, the sex, I can bring the sexy, bring the hotness. <laughs> and all that, okay? So, all right, so since we're going on a break, I figure we'll listen to some Maxwell, right? Okay, so when I come back, we'll be talking more about some of the uh, hot topics that I failed to talk to about the last couple of weeks, okay? And then I will let y'all go. But meanwhile, here is Bay Ascension. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I'll be back in a moment.
All right. It's Maxwell with Ascension. I am back on the CC show. Okay, you guys, it is going to be tonight. I am trying to have a short show. Shit, I don't know if you... <laughs> but I'm gonna, we're going to talk about... I'm going to get into the hot topics that I haven't gotten into... Uh, wasn't able to talk to you guys about uh, last this, these last couple of weeks. I'm going to try to get into a couple of them. Uh, Beyonce, she unleashed a Renaissance cover. She looked excellent. Her body looked fire. This time it was a silver ha- uh, a silver heart. Uh, y'all still out here uh, breaking my soul and all that stuff. I hate that song, but uh, good luck to everyone who likes it. Oh, but she looked like she looked great. Okay. Um, what else? Um, Steph Curry is going to host the ESPY Awards, which I can't wait. I think you know, y'all know I love Steph Curry. Steph Curry is my favorite player. I think he's going to be. So great. You know, you little Pisces are moving different in this season. I don't know what's going on here, but you little Pisces. <laughs> but very interesting, okay? So, um, yeah. Um, what else is going on? Kevin Durant, which I'm not surprised. Uh, Kevin Durant, this side has, you know, we don't know what's going on there. There's so many rumors out here about where if Kevin Durant is stay, if he's going to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. Or is he going to go somewhere else? There's even been rumors about him rejoining the Warriors. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like he left my boys high and dry. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like he left them by. I don't know if they should take him back. You know, because you got to give up too much for Kevin. You know? There's rumors or that he, he may want to come back. But I don't know. You know, and I don't say I don't say it for the reasons that that he shouldn't go. Because listen, I'm for basketball players jumping from team to team uh, 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 when they find themselves in a losing battle. I'm not for it. It's people always be talking about, and it's the great players who just stay and stay and stay. No, the shit they don't. I remember, I remember, I remember her hearing Deion Sanders, who I, I love something Deion Sanders said years ago when he was for the Atlanta Falcons. And he had left them to go, I think, to San Francisco. And I remember in the press conference, they asked him, you know, well, why did you decide to leave Atlanta? He said, they was trying to make me a loser, and I'm not a loser. <laughs> I love that. I was like, yes, Dion. <laughs> and I agree. Sometimes you got to leave. You got to know when to fold them, know when to hold them. How y'all expect these athletes to stay at these jobs, stay at these uh, these, these teams all this the whole time? Y'all don't stay with y'all jobs all the time. Damn y'all, they can move around if they want to if they feel a better. Uh, uh, there's a better position somewhere else. Shit, but I do hold it against Kevin that he did leave my boys. <laughs> so I'm not sure I want to take him back. I mean, we looking good right now. I mean, you know, if the Warriors just won a championship, they need to add a few pieces here and there. Shit. Do we really need Kevin? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't decided on that one yet. Okay. Uh, but, now, this story was a very sad one in New York City this week. And let me just say this, fellas. Be careful of certain people. 
don't let people get you in shit. Don't let somebody uh, make you write a check. Your ass can't cash. Okay. According to the New York Post, a Manhattan bodega uh, worker charged with murder tried to avoid the confrontation that led to him being thrown behind bars after he fatally stabbed a customer, a new video shows. Papa, I don't want a problem, Papa, Jose Alba, 61, calmly tells an angrily, angry Austin Simon as the man walks behind the Hamilton Heights deli counter, the footage reveals. The video obtained by the Post reveals for the first time the words exchanged between Alba and Simon before the fatal encounter that set off a public outcry about whether the clerk who was facing murder charges was trying to defend himself. Simon, 35, storms into the Blue Moon convenience store on the 1st, five minutes after his girlfriend tried to buy a bag of chips for her daughter and her electronic benefits card was declined. The woman contended Alba snatched the snack from the girl. Did you put food? The girlfriend can be heard on uh, uh, asking Alba about how he rang up the sale. Okay, mama, let me do, a, do it another time. Uh, my God, Alba says, there's money on it. There's money on there, she insists. The video obtained by the Post reveals for the first time the words exchanged between Jose and Austin. The footage, which was edited, then cuts uh, to other customers, and the woman yells from off the camera, you can't touch my daughter. Don't snatch that out of my daughter, you fucking piece of shit. Alba is not seen in the footage taking away the chips. Uh, the woman goes on to say, I'm I'm, I'm going to bring my end down here, and he's going to fuck you up. My end is going to come down here right now and fuck you up now. Listen to this. Alba says, that's not my fault. It's not working. He continues to ring up sales telling one customer of the girlfriend she don't have money. Another woman asked, did they take something from you? I replied, no, I take it back. Then Simon can be seen walking in and immediately behind the counter. What's up with you, in? What's wrong with you, he demands. Alan 51, who was in the middle of ringing up the phone, holds out his left arm as Simon approaches him. The female customer reaches across the counter as if she's trying to get Simon's attention. The fatal stabbing was edited from the obtained, uh, a video obtained by the Post. But previously released video shows Simon pushed Alba into a chair before the two men started tussling and Simon was standing. Let me just say this. You didn't hit your daughter. None of that. You have this chick got her man killed for a bag of potato chips. My grandmother used to say something when years ago, when like you know somebody would try to jump on somebody, and they and they end up getting their kick, their ass kicked by the person they try to jump on. My grandma say, yeah, they done mess with the messer, okay? And sometimes you mess with the messer. Austin came in there, and that man, that 50-year-old, 51-year-old man was the messer. He came in there trying to mess with him, but he ended up getting messed with and ended up in his casket. Cooling bed, as the old folks say. All for a bag of chips. 
I can't okay. What that man was 51 years old. He had no business walking behind that counter, pushing on that old man, saying any, I mean, he ain't old shit. Let me just stop because I'm not that far from 51, but pushing, he looked old. The old man looked older than 51, but he had no business, <coughs> excuse me, pushing on him, doing all the shit he was doing. And what he, what ended up happening is he ended up getting God. Now, I know he's somewhere in heaven talking about over a fucking bag of chips. I'm telling you. Tell us, don't let your, a woman get you involved in some dumb shit. Especially it was on the, we talking about a food stamp card, and she coming in there talking mad, talking about $2. He should have came down there and just said, girl, I know you ain't got me down here about no chips, and got the chips, and walked out the door, sir, I'm sorry, here's, here's how much the chips for the, uh, give me a couple bags, and walked to your ass up. Be careful of the shit people get you in. This is a lesson. This is a lesson in life. Be careful of the, some of the shit that people can get you in. People, do, people, people will get you in some shit that can get you hurt. Okay? So be careful about a motherfucker. Watch motherfuckers. They will get you in. She calling him on the phone. I'm going to get my in. I'm going to get my knee down. I'm going to get my knee. And, and end up getting that man killed over a bag of fucking chips. They should put her little ass in jail, too. Mm, it's ridiculous. It's a damn shame. Sad. Sad story. Mm-mm-mm. They said they say the man's scared for his life about his friends. Friends, you don't put throw your life away for a bag of chips. Simon already threw his life away for a bag of chips. Why would you continue in the dumbness and the madness too? That man shouldn't have to be afraid of his life. You you know what y'all should be saying as his friends? Damn, nigga, you went down there arguing with that man about a bag of chips? That was dumb as fuck. Right, you could have just asked him. He would have bought the chips. It wasn't about that little girl. No, 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 no. Don't try to say that. It wasn't about that little girl. It was about a bag of chips. And there was a lot of ways that that woman could have handled that differently. Now she got that young man. She took that young, she got that young man's life taken. Damn shame. This is damn shame. Watch who y'all date, who y'all run around here with, who y'all run around. Just don't be crazy. Just be wise. Because sometimes you mess with the messer. You think somebody can't get back. He walked in there, he thought he got him. But no, he got got. I remember this story years ago, uh, 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 I think it was a cab driver years ago. These guys, these little young guys, saw themselves trying to rob this cab driver years ago. And he was an older guy. They thought he was just some old man. But what they didn't realize is that he had just gotten out of jail. Maybe a year or two before that. Took all of them out. Put them on their cooling beds. Because why? They messed with the mess. They don't. They was getting ready to just rob them. But no. That was somebody who had, and they caught that. 
See, you got to be careful out here to not get yourself involved in some ignorant shit. She's up here talking, talking. She, she sounds ignorant. I'm going to get my dad And me, I don't get with nobody who's going to put your life in danger like that. I remember years ago, you know, this, I like to tell my own stories on here. A family member of mine, I ain't going to say it. But they were dating this chick. And this family member of mine, they had been through a lot of main life. You know, they had, they'd been in jail for murder and stuff like that. They, they, it's been a long time to get in their life. They like us together, but they was dating some dumbass. And I remember she was saying, she was drink, she was drinking and partying, and she was saying, and she was bragging, mommy, mommy is a killer. Mommy is a killer. I was like, oh, my God. I remember saying, I said, what do you think of her? I said, she's quite charming. Like, she's a fucking lunatic. And her running around here saying that, bragging on that, could get you hurt. Like, tell her shut the fuck up. Them is a, because they'll get you with some shit. Give you, get right to, make you write a check your ass can't cash. Five years of life and he had to end it over, over a bag of chips. Lord Jesus, help us do it. Because he got somebody somebody who was running around being ignorant instead of just saying she was embarrassed because her her thing said she went because she her 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 card wouldn't work and she was embarrassed and she acted a fool and made herself made herself look completely stupid. Mm-mm-mm. It wasn't working, lady. Wasn't working. Ridiculous. Fast story. <sighs> Macy Gray. I hear apologizing to the LGBTQ. Because she said the other day, Grammy Awards, and this according to today, uh, com. She said, Grammy Award singer Macy Gray joins Hoda Cobb on today and talks about recent comments she made about transgender women saying, I said some things that didn't go over well, but my intention was never to hurt anybody. I feel bad that I did hurt some people. She adds, education is about conversation and us getting to a point where we understand each other. And she said, just because you change your body parts don't make you a woman. And I agree. And I'm sure some transgender people should agree with that. There's a process to being a woman. And they will never make you a woman like a natural born woman. Because we have different experiences. And y'all can get me, cancel me about uh, uh, whatever y'all think necessary. But there, a, a transgender woman, and I would never have an experience as a transgender woman because I was born a woman. So there is a difference. And I don't see what's the problem with Macy Gray saying something about that. That's one. She got the right to her opinion. Now she got to come out here and talk about education. Educate you. It is a process, even if it's a process for girl, young girls to become a woman. So let alone somebody changing their body part. It's a process to women who were born girls to becoming a woman. Ain't nothing wrong with what she said. 
it's a lot of women who got natural women body parts and ain't no women. It's still little girls. They haven't developed into women. So what Macy Gray said was very true. Just because you change your body parts or just because you grow into your body parts don't make you no woman. Becoming a woman is a process in life, even for natural-born girls. And it's even more of a process for somebody who's trained, even if they feel that way. You still got to learn to be that because you didn't, you didn't come into this earth as that. So there's nothing wrong with what she said. Sometimes we got to think before we try to cancel people or try to put much people out here on some plank about what they said, that's facts. She ain't lying. It's hard. It, it, it ain't easy for uh, uh, It was a process for me to become a woman. And it was a process for a lot of women who are natural-born women. Just because they got titties and ass don't make them a woman. Some of them are little girls and women bodies. And some of y'all is men walking around here in women's bodies. Some of you haven't learned the process of being a woman. You still got a lot of masculine energy. So it's, it's facts. It's just something wrong with what she said. And she got the right to have her opinion. Yeah. What's going on around here? People can't have their opinion. She don't hear something wrong with the case. And or Kelly. Art Kelly is reportedly engaged to alleged sex slave Jocelyn Savage. Oh, Lord. According to Bossom.com, according to reports from all hip hop, the disgraced singer got engaged while waiting to be sentenced to a sex crime. A court document obtained by the publication reveals that Kelly's longtime girlfriend, who her family says is under a spell, uh, girl, they ain't under no spell. Don't play their game. Jocelyn Savage is engaged to Art Kelly, noting. She is his fiance in a letter to a judge pleading for leniency ahead of his sentencing. Back in September, R. Kelly was convicted for a racketeering and eight counts of violating the Man Act on Wednesday, June 29th. He was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Prior to that heavy sentence, so Savage tried to portray Kelly in a positive light, saying that she's not the victim. The government portrayed her to be in a letter to Judge Ann Diamond. Okay, let me just say this, okay, R. Kelly, Robert. Robert, 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 here's the deal here, okay? You know, and I believe R. Kelly got railroaded. No, I do, because I believe the documentary. See, I don't like tainting of juries. I feel like a lot of these juries were tainted. Uh, <coughs> not that I don't think R. Kelly has done some foul things. I told you both on this show that I think R. Kelly was the predator and the prey. And the timing of Art Kelly, with the timing that Art Kelly came up in and everything, right? Explain that. A lot of people might think it's controversial. I don't give a shit. That's my opinion. Okay, but I think he's both predator and prey. But let me just say this, okay? Robert, and somebody know Robert, pass the message along. Robert, this is not the time to marry your fucking problems. What got you in jail in the first place? I was talking to a friend one time as in jail, and I said to them, I said, you know you didn't end up there because of this particular situation, right? You know you had to be stopped anyway. And I agree with you. He's like, yep. Because you were doing mad shit in your life. 
So figure out why you sitting there and you gotten healed from it. Robert Kelly, Robert Kelly is in that jail because Rob was living out of fucking control. And for you to not be seen, when they said 30 years my ass, she, you should be, all them bitches should be running. You should be having none of them in your presence. You should be like, I don't want to see none of y'all out here. Okay? You need to be focused on getting your life right, your mind right. Or Kelly, if you still is illiterate, you need to learn how to read so that you can mature. You need to be picking up a book. You need to be finding out what available they have. You need to be getting therapy. You need to be getting all kind of shit. The last fucking thing you should be thinking about is getting married, your dumb ass. The last damn thing. The last damn thing R. Kelly should be thinking about is getting married, especially to one of the prophets. 30 years is a long time. This is, a, this is his problem. Because he never quit. He, he was out of control. Sometimes, you know, we put in prisons of our own making. Me, you, we, all of us in our lives, you know, God will stop us sometimes with different things and say, uh-uh, get, your, get yourself together. God will give you a spanking and say, you got to get it together because you're out of control. I tell you, getting a spanking because he allows so much ish in his life to be out of control. Women everywhere. Wild stuff going on around them, drinking, drugging, all that shit, no control. Allegedly couldn't read, write, and letting that shit go on. Now you're broke, sitting up in jail. I mean, the greatest R&B, one of the greatest R&B artists of our time. Because he couldn't, some control towards my fucking life. Is locked up and with nothing but time to get it together and think. The last damn thing your ass needs to be doing is being engaged to this fool. Tell her, tell her to go home to her mama and daddy and cut her completely out there. You got kids, R. Kelly, that you need to be getting a relationship with. Making up. For the shit you need. you got all kind of shit you need to be doing. The last thing you need to be doing is getting married. This is this is this is somebody who's been delusioned. Who 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 don't who say who said I just this is somebody who says I just rather stay. It's so hard for me to get it together. I'd rather stay in my fucking stupor. Stay in my shit. I done got put under the jail. And I ain't, they ain't done with me yet. Like, I think he got another case somewhere. And he's still doing the same shit. Stop, Robert. Stop. Dum, dum, dum. Oh, my God. Get some control. Sit down and set the fuck up. And, 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 and stop them from coming. Stop, stop all the women. Stop it. She's going to be gone anyway after a few years when she realizes you ain't here now. Okay? Stop the foolish shit. Stop it. 
<sighs> Deion Sanders explains how blacks are priced out of baseball. Oh, I thought this was so good what Deion was saying. This is HBCU Game Day, according to uh, HBCUGameDay.com. Uh, Deion Sanders recently joined the How Does It Go Down podcast with comedian and host Desi Banks to discuss ball range of topics. Early in the discussion, the two touched on why Major League Baseball, as well as select travel baseball, is not big in the black community. He said, I had a choice to play baseball or football, Sanders explains. Before Deion Sanders became a coach prime at GASU, he made a name for himself as one of the best professional athletes in the late 80s and early 90s. Sanders was a lockdown defender of the NFL, but he also succeeded on the MLB diamond as well. He opened up to Desi Banks about why he believes any back kids choose other sports over baseball. He said, this is a problem with baseball. Deion Sanders began, black fathers never played, so, so black fathers are not pushing their kids towards baseball. So when black fathers want to play with his son, he puts it in his hands what he's accustomed to. Baseball is not the option. Back when I was coming up, we had a lot of African-Americans in Major League Baseball, Deion Sanders continued. Now that is the thing because they price us out as well. Back when we played baseball in the Little League, it was cool, maybe about 100 or $150 to register. To play on a select team now, it's at least 2000 so kids are not playing. They can't afford it. They priced us out. It's a problem. MLB needs to have resolution, Sanders concluded. That's the reason we don't play along with African-American fathers not playing so they're not pushing the sport, and that is the best sport we talking when you're talking about benefits, salary, longevity. This is the best sport. I have said this for years about Major League Baseball, one of the best sports, the highest paid sport. It's crazy as fuck. I don't understand it, but they get the best salaries and they uh, 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 best benefits. They players association superb. Okay, so and. They have completely priced black Americans out the market. And here's another thing. You little motherfuckers don't go outside to play no more. Play. Reset. Reset. Mama and daddy, quit doing buying a PlayStation. Take, go get a baseball bat and some mittens and, 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 and some kids on the block and play some baseball. Shit, it might be an investment in your future. Okay. I mean, baseball, no, not basketball, football, baseball. I love baseball when I was little because I grew up with my great-grandparents, my great-grandparents, my great-grandfather and stuff. We used to go to the baseball games out of time. Even, and I'm a big Yankees fan. My grandparents, I used to love Derrick Jeter, big crush on Derrick Jeter. I used to be crazy about uh, Yankees. Uh, Even when the Yankees would play the Royals, we would go out to the uh, 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 baseball thing, me and my grandparents. Hang out. I mean, I mean, I mean. And when I was growing up, when I was older, we went together. Everything. Love baseball. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you know, uh, I be out there in my Yankee gear, <laughs> our Royal Stadium and stuff like that. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge baseball fan. So yeah, I, I see, and I hate. I saw that change over the years. In Major League Baseball, and, and and not enough black children in the black American children in the sport, and part of that is because you know y'all got too rudy, y'all rudy too, too bougie. Y'all hear these bougie little these little motherfuckers ain't getting out to play. I remember people used to play baseball when I was little with sticks and shit. I ain't lying. <laughs> 
when we was coming up the rough side of the mountain, as black people, it was different. Now y'all ain't got our keys. You're bougie and stuff. Yeah, so y'all ain't got no, y'all, y'all ain't got style, y'all ain't playing baseball, none of that. And it's not, it's not a lot of black men on seeing basketball either. Mixing mix in, but that's another story. Okay. But I'm just saying, okay, that's, me, that's because we, we, y'all playing video games and shit. And not enough. We just get your kid. The best gift you can give your kids is reset. Take the little ass outside and play. 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 Play outside. Not on the computer screen. Play. <laughs> and that's how we'll hopefully get some little baseball players and shit. What the hell? Okay. And, um, Joy, I want to talk to you about that. Um, I'm tell you. Okay, last week there was this chick, and I'm gonna play a little bit of her. Uh, she talked about I baby my man Jasmine. Uh, watch Jazzy Brown. Uh, Jasmine Jazzy Brown or something like that. So uh, she's uh, <coughs> excuse me, allegedly going with Cam Newton out in these streets. All right, and so she was on. Um, Shane Brody, and she has some interesting things to say about submission, okay? So let's take a listen. I'm going to tell y'all what I think. I don't feel like it gets more submissive than that, where it's like you're taking yourself but like as far as like the closest love I think of having a child is like the love I feel for my partner and it's scary for me to think that it'll change once I have the child so in your romantic partnership you baby you are a servant to you are a lover you want to be a step ahead why are you laughing because it sounds insane because I know it is my words but it sounds Crazy. What's going on, everybody? Popping in to give a shout out. First step is get with somebody who wants what you have to offer. I be more cheerful than others because I have my own stuff going on. You know, when there's times where it's like I don't even want to say what's going on with me because again, I know how to deal with me and my pain. You know, I'll cry in the shower and keep it moving. You know. But in the art of submission for me, because I can't speak for everybody, is being joyful about it. You know, it, that want of, and I think it's not even just a want, the power of knowing that you, you have the power to make someone's day better. And that's a choice and easier. Yes, better and easier. That's a choice that you have to make. I always make the choice to do it. I always make I, I like to give. I like to allow my person to lead. They know, especially like when it translates in the bedroom, I like to feel dominated. Okay. 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 And there's more she said. I, uh, she, uh, she talked about how she watches her man breathe. She packs and unpacks his shit. I said, she ain't got no kids. She's young. She's talking a lot of shit. And she's in show business. And she's dating Cam Newton, okay? Uh, listen, here's the thing. Nothing wrong with submission, right? There's nothing wrong when it's the right guy, okay? I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. 
uh, uh, being uh, submissive. Nothing wrong with being submissive in the bedroom, okay? But, you know, some of the shit she was saying, I was like, uh-oh. Because she said, like, like the, the watching him breathe, I know when he goes into a deep sleep. I'm like, what? what? That's kind of a little scary. She's the type of chick. I mean, I hope she's not, but she strikes me as a type that she could might lose it if you dog her. But she is a Taurus. I did look up her astrology. She's a Taurus. Uh, Taurus is about that life if you if you can provide a nice life, okay? Uh, but here's the thing. This is This is a girl who is not married. This is a girl who doesn't have children. This is a girl who's dating a very nice, wealthy guy who does have four kids with somebody else. So if I see this is when I'm, if I'm Kia, 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 if I'm Kia Proctor right now and I'm hearing her talk all this shit about submission, you know what I'm gonna do? <laughs> you know, because Kia Proctor's the one that Kia knew and got all them kids by. You know what I'm doing if I'm Kia? I'm I'm saying, where your girlfriend is? Kia, I'm I'm dropping. Them little motherfucking crumb snatches all off when she there. Every weekend that she there, I might got me grumpy. Hey, it's me. I just bought out of kids. <laughs> I'm going to dump her ass a little bit in real life. <laughs> all that shit she got, like, yeah, you, 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 you watching Breathe and shit? Okay, I got some fun. Your ass. Okay? See, but this is why Kia. This is why you don't want to be having a baby. See, this is what she said. Oh, it, 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 it makes me think that I'm going to be different with children or something. She just said, this is why. See, she don't went to somebody who got time to baby him because you ain't got, you, you went and you gave him, you gave him the cart. What is it? The horse before the cart? How is the playing going? You gave him the stuff before. You gave him the coochie of your wound when you shouldn't have and gave him kids. And, and and now he over here with this little one allegedly. He's talking about I, I I watch him breathe and I sleep. I unpack and I unpack. She's a comedian trying to be in show business. Shit, I don't believe that that shit she said. But it's nothing wrong with some of it. I'm just saying that this is somebody who I feel like is talking a little bit of shit. Okay, and 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 she's talking it from a perspective of you know. Listen, it's different when you're dealing with, depends on who you're dealing with in life, okay? Uh, she's young and she doesn't have a lot of, she doesn't have any children yet. And when women have children, it begins to take, that doesn't mean you can't be submissive. That doesn't mean you can't be a good wife. That doesn't mean you can't be, and, and when you're submissive, it's a submission to each other, okay? And a man also has to be submissive to God, okay? That's just my opinion when women love to say that submission thing. Okay, so you have to make sure it's the right guy you're being submissive to. But also, uh, I mean, uh, you can have, but it is very different for a woman who is, um, uh, who has children in her life, okay? Uh, to be doing half of this stuff that she's saying right now, she's having fun because she looks like the free bird too. If this is allegedly, if it's true that this is Cam Newton's chick, I've seen this happen before in marriages. I had your friend, years ago I had a friend who had children. She was married. She had children real fast. She had like three, four kids real fast, beautiful. Um, her man left her <laughs> because, 
because you know it was she 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 it was too it was too much. He was he's like I didn't want and then you know what he said when he left I didn't want all them kids. <laughs> I was like what the fuck like he wasn't like he wasn't participating he could put all the time. But they both have very well career big careers, both six figure fat salaries. I'm not this is no lie. Okay, and he went with a woman who had less children. Who had this, and one of the things she said she discovered is like, you know, uh, you know, he went with where he felt that he, you know, I mean, she, she loved her kids, but you know, she had just she just hadn't really thought about how it would affect them has a couple and how uh, trying to learn a balance as a wife, you know what I'm saying, with children and everything like that. And he went over to a free bird who didn't have no kids. And I told her, I remember, I remember I said, that gave her the same advice. I said, fuck them kids off at they have. <laughs> I said, he ain't free. <laughs> Don't let him be free. <laughs> No, 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 no. Throw this. Send him right there. Because <laughs> he, cause he's selling off an illusion. I remember I said that. But he knew as a, that the woman was going to take on keeping the key, right? You know, keeping the key. And so he can have this illusion of a free life. That's what Pam Newton's doing right there. Okay? If this chick, if he was this chick, he got this illusion of a free life. Because he don't look like him. Listen, I will, if I'm here, I'm every time she's with him, I'm packing diaper bags, I'm packing all kind of stuff. I'm like, stay on their way. <laughs> I'll be a free bird. You're not gonna be no free bird around here. <laughs> but and, and this happened. I had a same situation with a family member, and they were, you know. They had a man left again, and he was, and you know, he was at first, you know, he then he wanted to come back home, right? He left, he didn't want to come back home, and then she said she decided, well, no, I'm not gonna just, we're just gonna end the relationship or whatever. He got upset and he started trying to, I remember, take the kids from her, and I remember us having a conversation. I remember we done, and and me and my mom and some uh, some other women, we was like, he said, no, no, no. This is what you do. Quit fighting. She was crying. Because, <gasps> you know, she had boys, and she didn't want to give her a baby. He's like, it's time. Let them go. Let them, let, let them be. Let, let the, their father raise them and stuff. He said, you can do so much with your time in your life. You pay the child support. She decided to take our advice. That mother, that mofo was cocked. You gonna come get the kids? I mean, it totally changed up when she let go. She's like, no. She started going back to school, getting her freedom, getting her like that. He was mad as fuck because him and Freebird over there, <laughs> who he got with Freebird, he had no kids. She had to raise kids. She had no kids. It changed all the way up. <laughs> and and she was paying child support, everything. And you know what ended up happening? Them kids end up being with her anyway, coming home all the time, everything, on the week, everything. And he, the, the, the man went literally crazy because he didn't think 
that she was gonna actually give the kids up. He just thought he was causing turmoil. But he took she she gave him she gave the kids up to him and Freebird. And Freebird didn't like it. <laughs> See, sometimes we gotta do it. Sometimes men think they just gonna fly away. Bloop, bloop, bloop. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, what's the, that old saying? Uh, daddy's maybe, uh, mama's baby, daddy's maybe. Yeah, because daddy thinks he's going to be free out of this shit because most women allow me to be free and let them have weekend. But see, this is a little free bird here, a uh, jazzy, talking about, oh, I love to watch my head breathe, breathe, and all this stuff like that. I'm like, bitch, if you got to watch them four kids, can, five kids, can, got time to drop them off. Baby mama, I had to, I wouldn't be arguing with her whatsoever. I wouldn't. I, she'd be my best friend. I'd be like, girl, I'm about to bring these kids over to y'all. I got shit to do this weekend. <laughs> because you got to let women like her know. Uh-uh. Y'all not going to be free in these streets. If I got to watch these little four, uh, 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 snatchers, so does he. <laughs> Let's see how all that submission and stuff go when they over there, over there, uh, can I, I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all doing? Where are we going? I want to go to the park. I want to play video games. Oh no! I bet. I, I bet. let's see how all that submission goes. When I found out that this was Cam Newton's kid, I was like, I said, this. I said, kid, kid needs to take round up these kids and take them over here. Cause she, this is what's going on. He over here with Freebird, and he thinking now he. That's why he's talking all that stuff. Men gotta be submissive and all this stuff. Cause he didn't, he 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 ain't really you know what I'm saying he ain't really put out that that free that that all them kids and stuff on free bird <laughs> and free bird over here talking all this shit. Listen, it's a very interesting conversation from Jazzy. Now she's supposed to be a comedian. Uh, I saw some of her stuff. She's funny, a little funny or whatever. Uh, here's the thing: if you're gonna have a con, I'd like to see visit her. In about ten years, when if the career has taken off, if she has children, and hear this conversation again, or if uh, Kia has dropped the kids off over there, on the <laughs> I can listen to her talk and feel feel it's a more serious conversation. Okay, but very interesting. She's a very beautiful girl, but she is free bird. Okay. So it's easy to talk, but it's but, but you, you know it's easy to talk this shit. But you haven't been challenged. She hasn't been. And me and Spear, man, Spear, I know you love this, but this is a young lady that has not been challenged in a way of 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 having what, what it's like to have family and, and stuff like that. She may have she may sound good, but she's also won the career in show business. And she's also, uh, 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 you know, talking all this stuff. It's going to be hard to have a career in show business and maintain that kind of life. But we shall see. Okay. Very interesting, though. Okay. So if you guys get a chance, uh, I baby my man, and it works for us, uh, Shane Brody. Okay. Check that out on YouTube. Um, what's next? What else do I want to talk to you guys about? Uh, uh, let's see. Let's see here. I didn't get the chance to. Oh, what else was it? We talked about the submission thing. Um. 
Cardi B hitting the fan with a mic. She's got to be real careful of stuff like that because it gets you off suits. Where's the security? I don't understand. No matter, even if it was the fans' fault. Crazy. Okay. Um, Tyrese went on another social media. Tyrese is funny. I'm happy, Tyrese. But he, Tyrese Gibson announced a split from girlfriend Zelly Timothy amid bizarre social media rant. I'm single now. R&B Tyrese Gibson took to Instagram on Thursday with a series of impassioned posts. He came on the heels of his breakup from own off girlfriend influencer Zelly Smith. This is from DailyMail.co.uk. Uh, it says, in one of his lengthy captions, the Fast and Furious actor said, I'm single now and I want everyone to be him. Have fun with that Jelly Smith. Uh, it started with a bizarre 16-second video of a small deer wrapped in a snake though. And let me tell you, when I saw the video, I just fell out laughing. I, it took me out. He said, stop trying to convince me that your daughter is not a snake. I just want to be released from the strong devilish allure, uh, devilish allure the sexual seduction of a masterful manipulator who knows how to convince everyone that she's not me of their me are there to kill you. <laughs> the strange folks continue, please God release me, release me from your poison, release your stronghold, release me I belong to the kingdom. I have so much more work to do. Tommy is funny, funny, funny. And release him God, because Tommy is uh, you know What is this? The other girl he had was beautiful. What's that other girl? Beautiful little Christian. She's a Christian girl. He had. It's been two women now. It's just now Zayla. It's the third. Listen, I feel there are other things going on with Tyrese that maybe he needs to address. Okay. Uh, and once you address those things, spend some time alone. You know, work on self. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> Go into social media to type it out, Tyrese, and that's what you need. He had some things to say. How to get married and stay married for this. I'm like, oh, Lord. You know, it's hard on rock stars, you know. Me and like them to stay married. Um, you know, it's hard. You know, what would I say to him? I mean, his wife has a whole thing segment. His ex-wife has a whole segment about I was her. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, you know, and she even talked about this. I mean, I feel just it's like it's so many, it's so hard with males like that. Even if, you know, for women, I would say if your choice in life, you know, was, you know, you were, you found the love of your life happens to be someone in the industry or uh, R&B, rock and roll singer, stuff like that, reaching it. I would say, man, really think hard. Because here's the thing, they got too many options. You know, and those type of men sometimes just have a hard time. They can't, they can't let, they, they, they penis can't say no. So, you know, it's it's sort of like, you know, 
some women, if you want loyalty, there's some women who don't give a shit. You know, they just want the lifestyle and everything like that. And they don't give a fuck that they run around and all that stuff. But if you're a woman who actually cares about that and stuff like that, you know, I say have a realistic situation, talk with yourself, and, you know, maybe choose something less crazy. Because, you know, it's just hard for those type of men to settle down, even if you love the man. It's just so hard. They just, they just have a fucking hard time. Too much coochie cat being thrown at them. Coochie here, coochie there, coochie everywhere, coochie, coochie, coochie. <laughs> and they have a hard time saying that. Okay. I'm not saying this is what happened with Tyrese, but he's saying why he have a hard time probably saying it. Probably because it's too much coochie out. There's too much coochie around you. They're everywhere, they everywhere. So, you know, I mean, I don't know if those type of men can be loyal. I remember I was listening to one interview with a rock R&B star, and he was saying, you know, he's like, uh, they were talking to him about the type of uh, relationship or something. like. He's like, yeah, you know, I, uh, um, what did he say? He said, I'm really not uh, into cheating. I, I, or something, I'm kind of old now. I was like, shit, that probably don't stop shit. <laughs> I mean, you know, especially if you're good looking. I mean, they just say that because it sounds good. But really, a lot of those men, I don't think they can. I mean, they may have a huge issue with that. They may be a huge problem. Now, <clears throat> I am a type of person that if I was out here in the streets, I mean, you know, if I had, if I dated a type of person, I, I got one. I got the rule. I put. The, I said, hey, if you gonna be, if you gonna be loyal to each other. We gonna be loyal to each other. I ain't chasing your ass around. I ain't running around. I ain't doing nothing. But if it comes back to me that you full of shit, then you gone. But the, what happens is that women have a hard time of letting go of those lifestyles once they get involved in it. So it's sort of like it's not easy to let go of what you perceive as, as a catch or a prize. Because, see, I don't consider that much. I, wouldn't consider, I don't consider it as a surprise. I consider my ass a prize. So I'd be out here in these streets going, bye. <laughs> Even though they don't, they they be the star. I'd be like, shit, damn that. I'm not gonna get around here treated bad. So that's why. But that, but but I think that's has has women sometimes you have to look at that re, reality. And maybe somebody like Tyrese, he has to look at that reality. That he, the reason he probably can't stay is maybe he got too much. He he got a bunch. It's too many women. Maybe he needs to question his own self. If he keep, you know. I keep letting the music play, but um, yeah, because he keeps dealing. He probably deals with so many, see so many women, and the women that come to him, it don't look like that. It looks like the other, the second wife was serious, but he didn't look like he took her serious. He went right and got with somebody like this. So it, I mean, I'm not. She, she seems more like a younger younger girl who's more an Instagram model and stuff like that, and maybe that's not. Uh, the person who who's good for settling down. Maybe you draw the type of energy you are. So I don't know. It's crazy. I don't know. But interesting, okay? Tyrese, I just, you know, upset. Hopefully, wish him luck. Yeah, hope he gets you better. All right. So what else is? Did we talk about Cardi? Did we talk about the uh, Let's see. I think that was, is that my, is that my, is it? I think I'm, I have my last story. I think so. 
Yeah. Um, um, I think there. Um, oh, uh, I see this about Pastor John Gray. He's in the hospital for a blood clot. Pray for him. You know, I know there's a lot of controversies around him, but, you know, pray for his health. You still want people to stay healthy and strong, you know. Uh, Twitter is seeing Elon Musk for backing out of the purchase. I don't blame Elon Musk for backing out of the Twitter purchase, but I think he's not, I think he's going to end up buying Twitter probably for cheaper, but not be able to back out of it. One of the reasons why Twitter, um, you know, they claim they gave him all the information, but it's the way, from what I've read, it's the way that they determine if they have, if there are bots or not on Twitter. Uh, it's such a complicated process that it's really hard to determine it. And so uh, it makes it really hard to know allegedly out here what the real value is because of the process they use to try to determine who's a bot and who's not. Now, I feel like Twitter is probably far less, um, it's worth far less than uh, what they trying, they're trying to charge. And I probably, I, I kind of feel like there's probably lots of bots on Twitter, in my personal opinion. That's just my personal opinion. Um, but you never know. Um, Biden, uh, Joe Biden, uh, this week, uh, listen, uh, you know, his writing ratings then went from uh, uh, lower to lower, <laughs> lowest. Uh, I think that, uh, he, and he also thinks that Democrats want to run again. No, they don't, Joe. Uh, you know, crazy. Okay, so Joe Biden is, you know, I mean, it's been a long, crazy run with Joe, and we ain't even a good two years in. <laughs> okay, so you guys, I think that's it for my stories this week. I wanted to get on and give y'all some update about the Essence Festival. Continue to pray for me. I'm trying to get my health, get over my health little little moment I had with little stomach virus. So y'all pray for me, and I'm gonna get ready for my time in Vegas. I'll tell y'all about how my night tour. God bless me, uh, bless me to get safety to Vegas, and tell y'all about my night tour. Uh, what is the second part flight and all that? So I'm excited, and um, man. Uh, one of my uh, people, you somebody asked me a question too about that, about am I going to get back to doing interviews and stuff? I said I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to try to. You know, I'm going to try to. We'll we'll talk about that later on. I don't know. I don't know. I thought about it, and we'll see. I'll try to get back. I know uh, I had somebody write me about that, so we'll see if I can get back to interviews and shows and stuff like that. It's like sometimes I don't have so much time, and so, you know, interviews take a, a, a lot to prepare for, depending on who I'm interviewing. So, yeah, they take a lot out of me, but, you know, hopefully I'll get back to that and get back to changing the tide a little bit uh, as far as being on guests and stuff like that. Okay, guys? All right, so everyone, have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your night. Remember, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you're not listening to the archive show. You're still in the regular show. Well, you are listening to the archive show if you're uh, catching it at a later time. 
Uh, remember, you can hit me up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on Carly's underscore Galaxy at Instagram and see Chatwood Show on Twitter and Carlotta72 on Twitter. Those are my handles. Uh, you guys, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your night. Uh, I, I told y'all I'm going to make the show a little short, a little short, okay, a little short, small, so, uh, but you guys have a wonderful one, and uh, I will uh, see you guys, maybe, uh, I will, maybe you'll hear from me uh, next week, I mean, I don't know, maybe this weekend sometime, we'll see, depends on what to talk about out there, okay, we'll see, but meanwhile, we're going to go out with, I love the CC show, I'm Carlotta, see y'all, have a good one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.